the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Miss Emily, I appreciate you being our intro lady. It is another day, uh, 4 o'clock Central Standard Time, and you are watching and or listening to The View from a Pew. And you can find that on YouTube at any time. Excuse me, just go to YouTube and uh, search for The View from a Pew. And also, uh, you can go to, well, like right now we're live on several uh, social media sites, And I think this is the first week that we've added, I think this is the first week we've added 11 podcast sites. And I want to thank my producer, Garth, because he's just been working his behind on that. But uh, if you include Facebook and uh, YouTube, we're now on 14 uh, social media sites. And everybody who knows something tells me that's important. Okay, Garth tells me that. And so I'm going to follow his lead because I love the boy, and he's doing such a good job for us here. All right. As usual, my guest host is uh, Pastor Delmar Austin, and uh, today we are going to start the third week of the meaning of the cross. And don't it's not like we don't have anything to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, but... Given that this uh, program uh, is aired on regular radio and then around the world on social media, when we come across something that we think is an important uh, message and an important study, we're going to unpack it because we can. And so we do not repeat information. Uh, We'll review a little bit, um, but we'll continue down the road this week on the meaning of the cross. Pastor, how are you doing? I am doing well this morning, and it is true that the gospel is simple enough for a child to understand it at the same time. Why did you point at me when you said child (laughs) understand it? Well, I I don't know. Something happened in in my mind. Yeah, there you go. I get that. Freud Freud, uh, slipped, uh, slipped up in my mind or something. Anyway, where I'm going with this is even though it's very plain to understand the the whole message of the cross is so deep. There is so much that's there to understand. It's important that we take a look at that. Yeah, you know, I've probably said this before, but uh, before Jesus came into my life, the, the cross was something with a body on it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it was. It was a crucifix. And then after he came and I and mugged me and I, I began to follow him, now when I think about his sacrifice on the cross, I choke up a little because mm-hmm. I recognize the depth of love that he had for us to be able to, to do that to himself. And, I mean, I remember uh, the last moment on the cross when uh, Jesus said, Father, oh, Father, why have you forsaken me? That's probably the first time in their entire relationship of forever that he felt forsaken by his father. And he had to because God couldn't see sin, couldn't look at it. There are so many facets to the cross. There's so many facets to the meaning of the cross. 
you have on on your wall here, you have a collection of different crosses, and they're made from different materials, and they all look a little bit different, but they all add a little bit of understanding of what the cross was all about. Yeah, and it, most of those, and if you ever want to see them, they're in my office, or I can post them online, but I suppose there's 25 or something, and a good friend of mine, Fritz, uh, because I always tell people, add to my wall, you know, just and then tell me the story behind it, where you got it. And when my buddy Fritz gave me something for the wall, it was the photograph mm-hmm. from the movie The Passion with Christ on the cross. And when he first gave it to me, I said, well, that's not really a cross correction. But the truth of the matter is that's what it all boils down to. Yes. I wouldn't have the other ones if I didn't have that one. So, all right, give us a little bit of review what we're going to do uh, this week. Well, Mac, uh, tell me this. Let me start with this question. What is it that Christian that brings Christians together? We have different uh, backgrounds, denominational backgrounds, sometimes different beliefs. But what is it that really draws us together? Well, Paul's already told us. <laughs> I'm answering my own question here. But Paul already told us. Paul made a statement of faith in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he told us that the first belief that unites us as Christian is that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures. You got to believe that if you're a believer in Jesus right, Christ. Right. Okay, so that is the message of the atonement, that Christ died for us, and this, that this was God's plan. That was God's plan for a way to save us. Give me a definition for not only myself but a listener uh, of the term atonement. What does that mean? Well, one of the simple ways to explain it is it means you break up that word at one month. It means that we are at made one with God again. Because what happened? In the first part of the Bible, the Bible tells us that man sinned. And because of that sin, there was separation between man and God. Man used to be able to talk to God face to face. And then God says after sin that they have to leave the Garden of Eden. They leave the Garden of Eden and there's not that same one-to-one contact that they had before. So sin leads to separation. And how does God make us one again with him? That's the atonement. And it's a big plan, and it's an important plan. You know, we we asked a question before, why doesn't God just forgive us when we're sinning? Why, why Why didn't from the very first God say, okay, Adam and Eve, it was no big deal, we're going we're gonna to move on. Well, just forget that it ever happened and move on. God can't do that. Yeah. Why? Why can't God do that? Because the problem of sin is too big. It's a big issue. And God can only deal with it by being true to himself. And being true to himself means his mercy and forgiveness It also means his righteousness, standing up for what is good and right. Well, and how could we ever call him our God, the only God that we have, if he wasn't that honest? 
That's right. Oh, that's all right. I, it wasn't that big a deal. Let's move on. No, we, we wouldn't even talk about him today if that was the case. That's right. Yeah. You know, in the sporting world, we've just gone through um, the College World Series here in Omaha. Yeah. And here in Omaha, we don't usually have our local teams playing. We usually don't uh, have Creighton or University right. of Nebraska. But we root for the other teams that come, yeah. LSU or Tennessee or whoever. And uh, But we're not really big fans. You know, we're not really sold out for that team. We just root for them because they're there. God doesn't do that. He's fully on one side. Yeah. He is a complete fan of goodness and righteousness, and he's not at all in favor of the other side, which yeah. is the side of sin. He, he doesn't switch uh, like uh, some of us do on sporting teams or whatever it is. That's right. He is, he is righteousness. He is goodness. Because of his character, he has to be consistent with that, and that's how he deals with the problem of sin. This is God's plan to tackle the problem of sin. And from the very first, we talked before about what God had done in the, in the wilderness when he had the children of Israel build the tabernacle and all the rituals and all the sacrifices that were a part of that. Why did God do all that to teach us? It was not just some kind of primitive way of worship that we came up with on our own. No, no, no. God had a plan. And you see it way even before the time of Israel in the wilderness. You see that there's, there's worship that's taking place. There's sacrifices during the time of Cain and Abel. That's what that story was, was all uh, connected with. But God, from the very first, instituted this plan of helping us understand the plan of salvation. Now, God never intended for uh, sheep and goats to pay the penalty for our sin. No, it was his object lesson to teach us, to help us to understand better. Yeah, and he, and he uh, by the way, reset for a second. My guest is my co-host, uh, Pastor Delmar Austin, and this is week three of talking about the meaning of the cross. And by the way, I've really enjoyed this. Because you have opened up what can be such a simple thing to people. Oh, that's what Jesus died on. And so we wear it to remember that or whatever. And the people who aren't Jesus fans think that we're some type of sickies because we, we honor this cross that our Savior died on. But uh, I know I'm going to sound kind of petty here, but somebody dies in a car accident here in Omaha, you usually find flowers. Yes. At yes. the place in which they died. Yeah. So it's, it's quite human to honor that way in which some people die. And this issue is a big issue to understand. That's why God has illustrated it so many ways, even before Jesus came and died on the cross. God has been revealing it to the world, to humanity, so that we would understand what this issue is all about. All right, so... Um, uh, we're going to cover this each and every day. Now, tomorrow is the Roman Road uh, with Theo, and then we'll be back on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And what are we going to talk about Wednesday? How are we going to start our uh, lesson that day? Well, we're going to see the understanding of the atonement 
kind of through the history of the church and and how people in the church looked at at the atonement and what ideas came about that actually led in some wrong directions. Yeah, and you're actually going to uh, answer one of the questions I asked earlier about what does the word atonement mean? And that, that'll be in Wednesday's lesson. So we thank you for taking your time to listen to us every day at this time. And if you are a listener or a viewer um, on our social media sites, uh, you can simply go to youtube.com and then in the search box, put the view from a Pew. And always remember that the is first because there's only one view, the view from a pew. And that means the pew you're sitting in or I'm sitting in or whoever is sitting in it. And so we want to make sure that uh, you as a listener uh, can communicate with us. I've got an email you can call us on or uh, email me on, and that's Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at here we go again, theviewfromapew.com. And we thank you and thank you and thank you for taking the time to listen today. We also want to thank you, thank you, and thank you, uh, Rodney and Jen and the entire Markle family who own and operate the Divine Truth, not only at uh, 84th and Harrison in Omaha, but online at divinetruthchristianstore.com. Anything you would ever need, you could order from them right there and they're great people to deal with, and we appreciate their sponsorship. Where you'll find more.